gentlemen, welcome to the Be The Man podcast. I am your host, Greg Denning. I'm sharing today a recording that I had recorded previously and had shared on another platform, but it's been on my mind and it's so relevant to being a capable and competent man. And I wanted to share it here, ask a profound question and share some really incredible stories that happened to us really driving home this point of being ready, being prepared, and being capable and competent. Not not only to be able to take care of ourselves, but having the resources, the assets, the skills, the ability to take care of ourselves so well that there are reserves, so to speak, enough to have time, effort, energy, thought, resources to serve others, and and knowing full well that we are prepared to help and serve and make a difference. So without further ado, uh, listen to these, these questions and these stories and examine yourself and like where you, where you want to be on your journey and what kind of man you want to be in and how you want to be prepared to serve and help. There's so many great ways to contribute and make a difference in the world and help others. Uh, In every way, shape, or form, there's so many ways to do good on this earth. And I want to invite you, as you're listening, to think about your way. What's the way that you want to contribute? What's the positive difference that you want to have, whether it's, you know, feeding the hungry or clothing the naked or, uh, liberating captives, uh, helping anything from from sex slavery to saving animals or forests or oceans or making people's lives better in, in any way. There's so many ways to serve. But in order to serve effectively, we have to become more. We've, we've got to be ourselves this critical element. You, you are the critical piece to making a real positive impact in the lives of the people around you or in the in the world around you. And I want you to consider maybe what's your unique contribution or at least what you feel drawn to and, and want to be a part of as you listen to this podcast. And, and if you can, take some notes, jot some things down, but give it some thought and consideration. Talk to your wife and kids and, and to your friends. And, and if you're a part of the master class, Talk about it amongst the the men in the masterclass and the group in the tribe of like, how how do you want to contribute? How do you want to make your positive impact in the world? Enjoy. I'm sitting in our hotel room in Quito, Ecuador right now. Rachel and I are on a 17-day trip to celebrate our anniversary. And oh man, there's going to be lots of awesome stories coming out of this. But I have... Some amazing stories that are going to blow your mind and actually a really important question. And so I want to start with a question because very few people actually think about this and we definitely don't take it seriously enough. And if, if we do think of it, we rarely reconsider it often enough. And man, it's far, far more important than most of us think. And, and here's the question. I want you to chew on this for a little bit and really contemplate it. Are you prepared to help? 
when situations arise, are you willing and are you able? And it's it's huge. That that question right there, you might think, well, that's no big deal. Yeah, I'm, of course I'm ready. Of course I'm I'm able. But there's more to it than that. And I'm, and I'm going to try to illustrate that today with some experiences that I've had. And I feel like because this is something I've wanted, um, passionately wanted to do for decades now, I've wanted to be able to help and serve when opportunities arise. I feel like God and, and the universe have conspired in my favor to constantly give me reminders. And th- those are some of the stories I'm going to tell you today. In fact, this, this has happened a lot before I get into the story. When actually, let me start the story. So we, we are traveling through Mexico, and we've been in several weeks just having absolutely wonderful, wonderful experiences and, and tons of opportunities to bless people financially as they've you know struggled through the COVID. So just coming in and, and just buying things and hiring help. And it's just, it's been such an amazing blessing to be able to help so many people and so many families uh, get some income that's so, that's so needed. They haven't had much work or any work um, or business since COVID started. So it's just been wonderful as, as the world starts to open back up and things start to flow and move again. It's just been amazing. So we, we rent this gorgeous beach house. We drive, uh, we drive most of the day. We ca- oh man, you guys, <laughs> we camped on this beach. I, I wasn't even tell a story. We camped on this beach in this little teeny town in the middle of nowhere, right? It's, we're so far out there and we, we pull on the sand and this is the exact same place where we camped um, nine years ago. Exact same place we camped nine years ago, right? We, we camped on this beach, but nine years ago, uh, I was in this old truck and the truck broke down and we just could not figure out what was wrong. I had to get it towed. My wife got super crazy sick. So it ended up, it was a wonderful experience and a terrible experience. So we actually wanted to go back to that exact same beach with our family and have a totally different experience now in our new rig and this our amazing rooftop tent. So we set up the tent, our, our uh, friends from Germany drove up and met us there. We all camped right on the beach on the water, watched the sunset and the sunrise and played in the water and the sand. Oh man, it was magical. So we drove from there and we wanted to stop at a cenote. So cenotes, if, if you don't know what a cenote is there, they're just all over like the whole Yucatan Peninsula. So he's kind of under underground, freshwater fountains and swimming holes and they're amazing caves they're all over the place and so we found this one we wanted to go visit and it was a 17th century hacienda which was just stunning in and of itself and the, and the family that there they had owned dozens of haciendas and they had like 10,000 hectares which was like maybe 25,000 acres and they raised cattle and they and they grew um they grew the, like, it was kind of like a, oh, what's that plant called? Um, agave. It was kind of like an agave plant, but they would scrape it down and they made ropes. And so they made string and ropes out of this. And they had this processing plant. It was really awesome. Anyways, they didn't even know about it. The people had the hacienda. They had a well and they didn't even know that at the bottom of their well was this unbelievable cenote that was covered. It was, it was this underground cave. 
And so they finally discovered it, and now they turned it into like this maz- amazing tourist attraction. So you go down this cave, you're swimming in this pool down on the ground, and then you swim to this tunnel, and then you have to be quiet, and it's completely silent and totally dark because the cave is just filled with stalactites hanging from the ceiling that are, are thousands of years old, and you're swimming through this, and it's super deep, and they're like 400 feet deep, and you're swimming through. Oh, it was it was unreal. Such a cool, cool experience. So fun with with all of our families and playing. So we get to this beach house at night, and uh, we didn't have any groceries or anything, and so we're kind of tired, a little hungry, and we're everyone's getting settled in. And we're just super excited to be there because it's such a nice place. And so Rachel and I, we, we unpack everything, and Rachel and I jump in the van, and we're just going to run to the nearest grocery store and just grab a few things for tonight and tomorrow. And so we jump in the van, and we go around. I'm just calling following maps, and we turn the corner. And uh, as we as turn the corner start to accelerate, I see a bunch of people stopped. I'm like, oh, man, what's going on? So I slow way down, and I look over, and there's a wrecked motorcycle, and there's a guy laying on the ground. And I'm like, okay, I gotta go. I gotta help. I gotta, I gotta go into help mode here, right? And so I pull over, jump out. Rachel jumps out, grabs. We have a really uh, amazing first aid kit we take with us everywhere. Um, and so she grabs that, and I run over there and I start assessing. And the guy's unconscious, and there's people standing around, maybe four or five people. And I'm like, what have you done? What are you, what are you doing? And and as has happened many times in situations like this, they're just like, we we have no idea what to do. And so they were standing there. They weren't doing anything because they didn't know what to do. They had no idea what to do. And I'm not, I'm not faulting them. I'm not condemning them. But man, is that not a constant reminder for me, and now for you, this is what I'm sharing, to be prepared to help. And of course, I realize we can't all be prepared in every way, right? We can't, we <laughs> there's so many ways to help. We can't all be prepared in every way. But I think we have to choose something. We have to deliberately and intentionally choose to become skilled, to be knowledgeable, to be prepared in, in the ways that you really feel drawn or called or maybe, I don't know, just what you feel like that's, where I, that's how I want to help. That's why I want to make a difference and a, and a contribution in the world and get ready to prepare for that or prepare and get ready for that, right? And it's huge. And so they didn't do anything except they actually did one thing. And it was the very thing they should not have done. Um, and I won't I won't be too graphic about it. He had had a helmet on, but it was just one of those little helmets that kind of sits on top. And I think when he wrecked, he hit the edge of the curb right underneath his helmet, so about the level of his ear. And he had a significant hole in his head. And he was completely unconscious, and he had lost a lot of blood. And when when there's a there's a head injury like that, one of the four, first rules is you don't move the patient unless it is absolutely necessary. If their if their life is at risk or other people's lives are at risk, and, and like if if you know they will die if you don't move them, that's when you try to safely move them. But these guys had flipped them over, um, because. They said to me, oh, he was drowning in his blood, which wasn't true. And I've realized now, I heard, I've heard that multiple times traveling through Latin America. Um, and it's just this false idea. Uh, I mean, it can happen, but it wasn't happening in, in the situations that I'm going to tell you about. It wasn't happening. 
but they believed it was. And it was, it was like one of their first thoughts. They didn't know what to do, but they're like, oh, he's, he's going to drown in blood. He's going to drown in blood. And so so moved him. He shouldn't have done that. Um, I'm going I'm to, po- well, well, let me say this. Sometimes our erroneous I- ideas, our mistaken ideas and our false beliefs can get us into a lot of trouble and can get others into a lot of trouble. And it's not just in emergency situations. I see it in marriage. These, these erroneous or mistaken ideas, and we, we, a false belief, we hang on to it and we, oh no, but it has to do this. I, I have to do this. I have to, this, this is what needs to be done. And it's actually the wrong thing. And it harms the marriage. I see it in parenting a lot. A mistaken idea, a belief, something they're holding on to. Like, no, this is the way it's supposed to be done. And it's not working at all. In fact, it's, it's causing more problems, right? And so I'm, I'm going to pause there for a minute. And I'm not, I have another, I had another experience here in Ecuador that I'm, I'm going to tell you about in another, in a coming episode. So if you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, subscribe because you're going to want to hear about this one. There was a serious emergency while we were up in the mountains here in Ecuador. And I'll, uh, I'll just say, I mean, I can feel the emotion of it again. A, a lady literally died in my arms while I was trying to help her. And man, does that affect you. And, and there's a lot of lessons from that. So stay tuned for that one. That'll um, be coming in a couple episodes here. Wow. But before I finish the rest of this awesome story with with the motorcycle um, guy, I wanna I wanna kind of touch on some other experiences I had because there's so many ways to help and so many things to be prepared. In this podcast, if you go back, you know, maybe a hundred episodes or more, I've shared stories about uh, when I went base jumping in Idaho. And we were riding the boat back along the Snake River, and these girls were calling for help. And so I, I, and we couldn't get the boat over to them. This girl had stepped into a hole and broken her leg. And so I dove in, and this other guy I had base jumped with, he dove in. We swam over, started assessing and helping. Turned out, I didn't even know this, the guy I jumped with, he's an um, ER doctor in like a trauma one hospital. So he, he was all over it. It was amazing. We were able to help her. I mean, just opportunities like that all the time. I told the story in another episode about that truck that rolled over on the, near the Colorado-Utah border and had gone into the media and rolled many times and the whole family only spoke Spanish. And nobody else on scene knew how to do, did, spoke Spanish or knew how to do any first aid stuff. And so I was able to help. And I, I've told the story about when we lived in Costa Rica, somebody came slamming on our door one day. We were getting ready as a family to go out and, and somebody came knocking, like, hey, you speak English, right? You're, come help, come help, this guy speaks English. And so I go running over there and this gentleman had been riding his bike downhill super fast and he had no helmet on and he had wrecked and he hit his head so hard. He wasn't speaking English. He was just, it was gibberish, nothing. He didn't understand anything. And I was able to help in that situation and especially help um, the, the responders, the first responders who they didn't even know what to do. And so I was able to help there. Um, and you guys, please don't misunderstand me. I'm, I'm not boasting, I'm not bragging. I'm just sharing there's been so many opportunities to help. And because early on in my life, I had 
come on scene of accidents where I didn't know what to do. And I, I hated that feeling of not knowing what to do. And so I've been trying to prepare myself in a lot of ways. Uh, but, but this can be anything. There's, there, there's a time when, when you're standing in line and if you're aware, you're standing in line at the grocery store and you realize that, you know what? I need to pay for the groceries for the person in front of me or the person behind me. You're just paying attention, right? And you're prepared to do that. Or there was another time, I don't know if I told you this story. I was on a, a humanitarian trip in Peru. This was years ago. And it was actually 15 years ago. And we went up to this little hospital all the way up north um, at the border of Ecuador. So being here in Ecuador, I've been thinking about this experience. And we went into this little hospital up there. And, and I, you know, I started, I was connected with the doctor and the nurses there, and it, we just kind of built a quick relationship. And so they ended up giving us a tour of the entire hospital, took us back into the operating room, let us see everything. And at the time, I was volunteering on an ambulance um, in the United States where we were living. And I distinctly remember th thinking that we had more resources and more supplies in the back of an ambulance than they had in that entire hospital. And man, was it humbling. And, and made me feel so grateful and, and the contrast in life. And as we were walking through the hospital that day, there was a, a little a mother holding her little toddler, maybe he's one and a half or two, and the baby was just all burned. And what had happened is the little, little baby had reached up and grabbed a boiling pot of water off the stove and pulled it onto himself. And it was so sad, just heart-wrenching. And, and we were like, well, what's being done? And the doctor said, well, nothing's being done. They can't afford the medication we have. And we're like, what, what are you talking about? Well, how much is it? And it turns out that he told us how much. And when we translate it, it was only $12 for the cream that the baby needed. And so, of course, that was immediately taken care of with, with an, enough and, and to spare. But it was interesting. He said how many people came to the hospital and they just would wait there and die because they didn't have the needed resources. And so there's, there's opportunities all the time to help and to make a difference and have an impact if we are prepared. And sometimes, you guys, that's just knowing how to listen. You'll come across somebody who really just needs someone to listen to them. And sometimes it'll be somebody who needs advice. And, and they'll come to you and they'll say, what should I do? And if we've been studying and we've been living and we've been paying attention, we've been trying to make the most of ourselves, if we're, if we're tapped into our own inspiration, we'll know what to say. And, and on and on and on. There's so, it might be a letter you write, an email, a text message you send. I mean, there's literally countless ways to make a difference. But I just keep thinking... It only really works if we are both willing and prepared to help. So now we go back to the, the motorcyclist. And I was there. I was able to help um, assess his whole, his, his whole body, all of his injuries, uh, help stop the bleeding. Uh, make, I was making sure, because no, nobody else knew how to do anything. And so I was making sure he was, had an airway, his breathing, um, still had a pulse that he was, you know, stabilized until they got there. Then when the ambulance got there, they needed some help. And so I was able to help him get him onto the backboard, up on the gurney, and then into the, into the, into the ambulance and, and just kind of help take out care of that. And little did I know, 
they were all the people on scene who were standing there didn't know what to do they all had their phones on and they were all recording it and so everything got recorded and um but i didn't know that i just helped out and we got him loaded up and on the way to the hospital and then i went back to the van with rachel and and after the intensity of experiences like that they're super emotional they're super intense right and your adrenaline's pumping there's a lot going on and you, you're just you got to keep cool and calm and just steady you got to have steady nerves and thoughts so i went back and i got in the van and i was just kind of letting that settle and it 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 affects you my friends um to see a fellow human being in that kind of condition and to see those kind of injuries and wounds it just it affects you you know you guys know what i'm talking about and so i'm processing that and, and man what a reminder of how precious life is how fragile it is so just feeling a lot of love for rachel and for our kids and so we went to the grocery store i went home and you know hugged on everybody loved on everybody and just you know just 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 one of those reminders right and i was grateful for the opportunity to be there to help out um the next morning and so the, the, the night before when we got to the um place we had met the caretaker whose name was gabriel right great guy and so he's, we were going to be there it's like we're renting the place for like five or six weeks and so we're gonna be there a long time the next morning we're in making breakfast and gabriel comes and knocks on the door and he says hey uh did you help somebody last night? And I'm like, what? He's like, did you help someone last night? I'm like, yeah. And he opens his phone <laughs> and it's on Facebook. <laughs> he's like, here it is right here. <laughs> right? And he get on, it went on Facebook and then it got in the news and all this. And he's like, that was my cousin. And he's like, and they operated on last night. He's going to be okay. And then like two days later, he got released from the hospital. He was all right. And, and Gabriel, he's like, he was like, I'm just so indebted to you. My whole family, we're, we're all so grateful. I want to thank you so much for stopping to help. Right? And I didn't know that. And it just ended up being just this beautiful connection and just a fantastic opportunity. So I, I just wanted to, because, and again, I'm sharing a message that <clears throat> impacts me because I always want to stop and ask myself, am I willing to help? Am I prepared to help? And not just saying that I'm willing, Am I really willing? And I think part of that willingness is also the commitment to prepare. Because if I'm willing to help and really help, then I'm also willing to pay a price in gaining knowledge and skills. Does that make sense? At least that's how it works in my mind. Like, like okay, if I, if, I, if I truly am willing to help, then I'm also willing to spend some of my free time, trade some of my entertaining for training. Right? And so I make some sacrifices. And it's not even a sacrifice because I'm, I'm making myself a better person. And I'm making the world a better place. And I'm making myself more useful, more capable, more able to make a difference. And again, I don't want to be misunderstood here. It's not just medical emergencies. There are so many ways to help and make a difference in the world. From teaching self-reliance to having the financial resources to help, to having the time freedom to help, to having knowledge and skills and ability. There's so many skills out there that we can use to bless people's lives, from handyman skills to 
going in when there's natural disasters to to knowing how to fix things and, and build things and I mean on and on and on there's so many ways so that willingness to do that so our and this is what I asked myself and so I, I wanted to just when I have an experience like this it really affects me I just want to pass it along and so it might be useful to you as well are you prepared to help and as part of that preparation part of that skill part of that knowledge is knowing when to help and knowing when not to help and boy is that true in parenting we have to know when not to help our children because it'll be the best thing for them and it's true also in humanitarian efforts we have to know when not to help when helping actually hurts because we're we're not empowering people we're disempowering people so are you prepared are you trained are you skilled and I just have this this deep sense in my soul and and it's been my experience again and again and again that God will use you that the universe will put you in the path of people who need you if you are both willing and ready and I have learned time and time again that when the time to perform has arrived the time to prepare has passed and so my friends let's I just feel this sense of urgency in my great desire to help and serve and bless lives and love people and protect people this is a huge one protection protecting others is a major way that we can serve and we have to be prepared and willing to protect others we have to be able to step out and we have to have some skills right and some resources to protect others and that's one that's a big one for me and for my kids like I'm preparing myself and I'm preparing my children all the time to be able to protect others and those opportunities arise more often than you would think when you have the confidence and the competence to step in and say, uh-uh, don't mess with them and don't mess with me, right? Because there are people, unfortunately, there are people out there who will take advantage of and they're specifically looking for people that they perceive to be weak. And you and I, we have to be able to step up and protect those who cannot protect themselves. Man, that's a huge one. But again, the reminder for, for me, especially, and, and, for, and, and I want to share this for you if it's, if it's useful, is when the time to perform has arrived, the time to prepare has passed. So let us be preparing. Let's prepare now when we can, when we have some time and some resources. And, it, and even you might be thinking, well, I just don't. I'm too busy. I just can't do all this. We can. We can. I think, uh, and I found this with coaching people and working with people all over the place, like if we're if we're a little more cognizant and aware of our schedule and the way we use our time, we'll find, we find we actually have a lot more time than we can do. We can be more efficient, more effective, more productive, and we can get more done. And where there's a will, there's a way, right? And that's just true. And, and where we lean into this, when you, when you really want something, I mean sincerely want it, not just with lip service, and not even just with, yeah, I want it, but not enough to actually do something about it. But when you want it so much that you're willing to act on it consistently, 
opportunities will open before you chances to have an impact will be there and it's amazing and that happened again here on that mountain in ecuador and that story is going to blow your mind and it has blown mine it was it was stunning so that's that's coming but let's do it my friends let's do it just all of us together let's be prepared willing and ready to help whenever the opportunity arises let's go out and make a difference and and hey remember if you if you haven't uh if you haven't subscribed yet subscribe to the podcast if you find value in these episodes grab a snapshot of it and share it share it on social media and and pass along to to people who you know would would appreciate this and need to hear it and let's share this message and let's get a, a group of us ready to make a difference in the world think what we can do all of us together think what an impact we can have what a what a change we can bring about by being ready love you guys awesome is always an option reach upward